The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is to go around this town Welcome to the show. You are now listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports and Sometime Rich Show. We got a few things we want to talk about. Not enough time, but it's going. we're going to move by kind of fast and try to hit some points about it. But again, welcome. If you want to call in and join the show, Voice America Sports. If you want to listen to it, .com, 888-346-9144. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, very interesting show. Uh, as far as the topics are concerned, and you know, Rich and myself, we keep it interesting, and yeah, we try to, and we try to. Keep, Coach Coach B, uh, welcome to the show again. As always, brother, thanks for joining me. Always, baby, it's all, that's how we do. That's, yeah, pretty much, that's how we do. But look, this here's here here are the topics today. You already know the topics, but for the listeners out there, the, today's topic: basketball lead for white America is soon to be targeting Augusta, Georgia, and I. I tried to avoid this, bringing this on my show. <laughs> Nothing serious. I, I tried to avoid this, bringing it on the show because I just thought it was dumb. But then, Very you know, dumb. it keep coming across my table, keep coming across my face, keep coming across my email. So they're my asking you, what do you think about yeah, it? I, they know that you're going to give them, be, keep it real with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they asked me what I think about it. Initially, I said, I don't care who's going to watch it. I Look mean, on, number one, again, but, who, but who is going to watch it, number one? Right, but let me get to the next topic, which is this topic may carry on on a few shows. And also, we might bring up this topic of the all-white uh, basketball league. But the the next topic later on in the show would be the, uh, American Needle Inc. versus the National Football League, and, that, and that's a that's a topic that's that that's going to weigh heavily on the face of the NFL. And I'm telling you, so we're going to touch on that. We may have a few call-ins, but the number again is eight 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 three four six nine one four four. It's Voice America Sports Network. Kwame Lasseter Sports. Sometimes Rich Show. Coach, you were saying it, it, it's it's funny. That you know, someone would even bring the topic of that up in 2010 of all white basketball league. Number one, who's going to watch that? Um, not saying that there aren't you know white or Caucasian players who can play quality basketball. Not saying that at all. But where's the marketing at? I don't see no marketing there. All right, last the last top white basketball marketing basketball player that was marketed by. Um, business was, I think, Thunder Dan Marley, and then before that was it was Light Bird. You say it was the last what? Top marketed white guy. White, white guy. Well, it's got Steve Nash. Well, what about Jason MVP? Da- but again, that's one person. Well, there's a lot of um, a lot of um, white athletes, well, professional basketball guys that's marketable. You you got the uh, was it Nene or Nene, the guy in um, Denver? Caucasian. I'm talking about Caucasian. Oh, okay. What's what's the boy with tattooed up in Denver? Oh, Birdman. You got Birdman, Birdman. in Denver. He's marketable. If you want to, he's marketable. You can sell that jersey because he comes off the bench and give you all the energy. What about Jason Williams, who used to play? What, he's still. I mean, he's still yeah, I, mean, I say you have him, but you don't have enough to fit a whole league. Okay. Well, let me say this. 
the lead was all white before. But the, this guy who's bringing it up, and we'll mention his name in a few, but this guy's bringing it up, uh, say the fundamentals of basketball is gone. And I'm listening to the interview. I don't know if you heard the interview. Again, I was trying to avoid this. I just thought it was nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he is, and he goes on to say, why shouldn't we have an all-white um, American-born um, professional basketball team? And and that's fine. That's not a problem. But the Harlem Globetrotters wasn't you, – you want to say – you want to think if that was an all-white team, that wasn't an all-white team. They had four uh, white Americans on that team. Yeah. Okay. The um, In other sports, baseball the, – the Negro League wasn't designed – because we didn't want to play in the major league, they wouldn't let us play in the major league. So we had to play baseball. We wanted to play baseball, so we started our league. When until they want to win, well, I wouldn't go so far to say they want to win. But when you started bringing um, African American athletes into major league, you start seeing the dynamics of the game change, and that's the same thing with basketball. You see the dynamics of the game change. You see the speed. You see the quickness. You see the ability. To make moves, the fundamentals you still have to have. Them. If you listen to the interview, mm-hmm. you still have to have fundamentals to play any sport. You got to start with a base, and your base are your fundamentals. So having an all-white basketball league, this guy said he wants to get back to the fundamentals of basketball, and there are probably some people going to watch them. But what why league they going to play in? But what? You play against the Globetrotters? You cannot. You you have to be. You cannot be of any other race to be in this league. Obviously. The only thing you can do is own a team. So all that comes down to is money. It comes down to generate money, and at some point he wants to have an all-white championship game against an all-black championship game. And I want to get to that later on. Who will play in this game as an African-American? Who will play in this game to play that? That's just creating another racial tension that really is not necessary. Tell me about it. We don't need that this time in this day and age. We have too, too many other things to worry about. You know, natural disasters, Haiti. Um, you know, we have too many other things to worry about than how to worry about something like this. Well, nobody worries about uh, fixing the country if they can make money off it. That's why it, it'll come out later on. There's a lot of stuff with the the Haiti situation where, whereas it's going to be millions and millions of dollars that's donated, but hate, the Haitians will not see all that money that was supposed to be given to them. And granted, some people have to work. You have to pay those people have to work. I'm not saying that. But it's going to be millions of dollars, and I'm, I'm not wishing that to be to be the case. But it's going to happen. But I, I do want to stick to this uh, basketball league for all white Americans. It's soon to be targeting Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and, and the people in Augusta are upset about it. And you know what, Augusta, Georgia is um, Augusta, Georgia. That's one of the places where if you're going to start an all white basketball team, um, that that would be a place. That would be one of your starting points. But again, who plays in this and why at this time? Uh, I don't understand the dynamics of starting this league. I really don't because one guy feels that the fundamentals of basketball is, is are gone, fundamentals of basketball are gone from the NBA. Well, from my experience about and being in Augusta, going playing in Augusta, Georgia, in the arena football too, you know, with the Royal Oaks team, being down there is. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not going to agree with you that they because of the name. Because of the things that happened back in the civil rights movement in the 60s and the 50s and early 70s, mm-hmm. I can understand what you're saying, Quan. But nowadays, it's not as rampant as you may think it, it was if it was back in the day. Because you know the Augusta Stallions went, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 13 and three or 12 and four their inaugural season um, under Mike Hold, and they had a um, 
great um, fan base that loved everybody. I mean, after the game, they come down, great game, great game. You know, they getting autographs, they're talking to all the players, black players and the white players. Um, so I wouldn't sit there and say that. That's why I think that's why the, the citizens of Augusta are upset about it. Well, I understand where you're coming from. The guy's name is Don Moose Lewis. He's 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 self-proclaimed. Maybe I don't know what kind of money was generated to start this league, if any. The commissioner of the AABA, All American uh, Basketball Association, uh, said the reasoning behind it, the league is uh, the roster restrictions. While it's only all white Americans, is not to be racist. It's not a racism type of thing. He said there's no hatred about what he's doing. Um, he doesn't hate anyone of color, but people of white American-born citizens are in a minority now. He must be talking about sports only. But here, here's the lead for the white player to play fundamental basketball, which they like. Lewis also says he emphasized the fundamental basketball instead of street ball played by people of color. He pointed out a recent uh, incident in the NBA, including Gilbert Arenas, uh, identify suspension after being bringing guns into the uh, Washington Wizards locker room as an example. Fans distract uh, dissatisfaction with the uh, current position or profession of sports and the way they are run. Now, he's taking different incidents and saying there's no more role models or, or guys who gets in trouble now. Um, there's there's just as many uh, white Americans playing professional ball getting in trouble uh, as there are African Americans playing professional ball that's in trouble. But he said it's not a racism. I think that stirs up just that. Not not maybe the tension that it's going to bring. Maybe the tension is going to bring. And he's well within his right. That's why we live here in this country to start an all-American, um, what is it, an all-citizen, all-American-born white basketball team. It's a Atlanta-based group where uh, operate in a single entity owning the team. Is looking for local contracts to pay ten thousand to become a license in one of the twelve cities throughout the southeast. Uh, Lewis, Don Lewis, also received threat. <laughs> he's received threats from people opposed to the roster restrictions. Several sites, several cities have told him to stay out of town. Lewis said he has yet to hear from anyone from Augusta, Georgia. Now, I, and I go back to the when Major League Baseball was all white. The Negro, right. league, the Negro League wasn't started. It wasn't started because we didn't want to play in the Major League Baseball. Which they started Negro League because they wanted to play baseball. They wanted and, to play baseball. And, and Major League Baseball wouldn't allow them to play. Right. They wouldn't allow them to come in. It, they wouldn't allow them to play. If you remember uh, the University of Alabama or the Southeast in general, all you, you couldn't go to as an African American, you couldn't go to school. You couldn't go to school there. You couldn't go right. to school there. Until I think it was Barrett Bryant. Anybody want to call in and correct me on this, or I could look it up. But he he allowed the first African American football yes, player, did. and then they start once they saw the transition, how the game changes. Once they saw how the football game changes on the college level, when you have an African American on your team, then everybody in the SEC started bringing African Americans on the team, started looking for them like it was like they was gold mining, like they was mining gold, looking for the gold. <laughs> Well, they saw that you know every every time a kid back in the day would you know would take a jump shot, ching ching, they heard ching ching, right? And you know, again, it's 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 just for me, it's just amazing that we're even having this conversation in 2010. You know, of all the strides we've made as a, as a as a nation, um, but again, 
it's rampant throughout everywhere. Right. Um, people say that it's not uh, racism is not a it's not as as broad as it was, but it still is in certain areas. And it's amazing how the guy said, "I want to have twelve teams in the South East." Right. He didn't the say South. in oh, across the U.S. He said the South East. Now I'm not coming to this guy's defense, but he lives in the United States of America, where we could do anything we want to. Yeah. Supposedly, as long as his benefits, as long as his uh, benefits, those up top that's making money. In my opinion, this guy is. Um, he, he said the fundamental game works with the white American basketball players. Essentially, uh, he said people will come out and support it. They identify with the uh, majority now. I, on the other end of this break now, I want to come back and talk about... I still want to stay on this because it's so much we're going to talk about, but there are um, African-American schools, there are black colleges and universities uh, that was created because we couldn't get into the schools in the Southeast. And it's the same thing, but I want to tie that into uh, what Don Lewis is talking about. Don right. Moose Lewis. I'm still saying about the Grambling White Tiger. Right. Well, we are the Quantum of Sports, and sometimes, Rich Show, we'll be back in two minutes. You want to call in, your number is 888-346-9144. Oh, four in some places, in the South. In the South. <laughs> the fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Sometimes Rich Show. We are talking about 
the All-American Basketball Alliance in, uh, starting down in the southeast, uh, white players only. Um, it's a kind of a disturbing topic. Again, like I said in the first segment, I was trying to stay away from this, but it kept it keep coming across. I found out about this two weeks ago, but it, I just avoided it because I didn't want to give this guy that type of news, but this is the show where we, we talk. All six of our listeners. Uh, all six of our listeners. Well, they they important listeners, so y'all, y'all stay on it. But let me read this to you, Coach. Only players that are natural-born United States citizens with both parents of Caucasian race are eligible to play in this league. This was the statement said by uh, was Don Lewis, Don Moose Lewis. Now, in Augusta Mayor, I don't, I don't, I don't know the Augusta Mayor, Deke uh, Copenhaver, who was publicly, uh, who has publicly expressed his support for minor league teams in the past, said that he would not do the same for this team. And as a, as a sports enthusiast. I have always supported bringing more sports activity to Augusta, he said. However, in this instance, I could not support in a good conscience bringing a team that did not fit the spirit of uh, inclusiveness that uh, that goes along with many players and have worked so hard throughout our cities to foster our cities. And, it, and it's the same thing you were saying off the air. Um, if you're going to create a basketball team, create a basketball team. Uh, you can. He, I think he'll have more success just calling – having a starter basketball team and letting anyone play in it because there are different leagues in different professions. You do have minor leagues, this minor league, that you, there should be an avenue for everyone who can play basketball to play, continue to play basketball. And you will be successful if you market that right. Right. But you just, when you say all whites and you put it in the South, you, you, I mean, people with some sense, they initially go back to what it was. And I got, and I got to say this guy's in the United States. A lot of nonsense go on. It's far worse than this, but why bring this tension back? Um, Clint Bryan, the athletic director of Augusta State uh, University, laughed when he heard the news. Also said it was absurd and it was funny and the sickness of our society. He said it slows up the length of the people, the growth. Just to, It shows you how mean spirit, and he thinks basketball level on any point. This is what you were saying. No matter black, white, Hispanic, or Asian, anyone plays baseball, basketball should just be a basketball team. And, and, and it's just, again, it's when you start bringing color into sports, you're taking the fun out of it. And it's, you know, you know, people say, you know, well, I'm not getting a look because I'm black. Well, that ain't true. You're not get, I'm not getting a look because I'm black. No, that ain't true. You're not getting a look because you do you're not doing what you're supposed to do in practice on, on the field or on the court. You're not that good of a player. Understand it and get over it. Right. You know, I- so when you start bringing a race into any um, sporting event, sporting venue, then, you know, I have a problem. Like, okay, let's say, let's take tennis, for example. What's a guy named James, um, the tennis guy, I can't remember his last name. But he can't get past the second round, or he can't get past the second round because he's black. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's, that must be the reason. But no, it ain't the reason because everybody else out there, they're, they're playing better tennis than he is. Right. So you don't see him getting upset and, and crying. To call it. And when you start, when, just when you go back to this, this, this league of all white basketball league, you know, have what you have, what you want. Start your league. See how many people you have come out there, and it's the caliber of the of the the caliber of the product you put on the court is going to cost you more money than you're going to ever make. And and, and my and my thing on that, uh, whether as far as race is concerned, once it's been done before, like you mentioned tennis, like Arthur Ashe, and any uh, majority sport, any majority entity. Once it's been done, once it's been done before, it can be done again. You talk about this guy can't pass the second round. Well, he got to practice harder. Right. It has nothing to do with uh, his race. He, 
He's able to play the James game. James Blake at a, is his name. He can play the game at a high level. His name is what? James Blake. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Blake. James Blake. Yeah, yeah, he plays the game at a high level, but he haven't got over that hump yet. And it, with any sport, any color, any race, you um you okay. have to get over certain things. You have mm-hmm. to get over a hump. There's going to be roadblocks, and when you get over them, you become that player. You, Let's become, say, you, see, you brought up the Birdman early, first segment, right? Right. At uh, Denver. He got cut how many times? Eight, nine times? He got cut eight or nine times. And eight or nine times, got cut, got cut, got cut. When he had his opportunity, what did he do? He seized the moment. He went and that's the key. And everything that you do in life, when you get an opportunity to, you know, from sports to relationships to, to business, you need to seize that moment because you don't know if that moment is ever going to come back around for you. And, and, and in basketball, too, I don't want to dwell on it. I actually, since I'm talking about it, I do. Uh, in basketball, too, there was, a, there was the ABA. We had to, we had to find a way to play basketball. Um, we had to find a way. I could take it back to Kentucky and um, what's the coach's name uh, when he played the Texas El Paso guy? Rupp. Ate up Rupp. Ate up Rupp. It stems back to all this is this negativity, it, it, which, was, which is pretty much what it is. Point guard? I'm sorry? Who was the starting point guard that year? Uh, it was uh, Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> Pat Riley. Pat Riley was the starting point guard, but Pat Riley wasn't into that nonsense. Even, no, no, you know, no, he wasn't. He wasn't, but you know, as a kid, um, you either taught that or you grow up in it, and it's how you respond to it. If you adapt to it, you, it's how you respond to it. And people use different motivation techniques when they play uh, what tools to uh, get over, to demean, to uh, show how mean-spirited you are just to win a game. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. they play those guys... And it changed the whole complex of college basketball because you know years later there was what what uh, eight up Rupp yep. went out and got him some uh, African American players because he needed to play he needed to get them in order to play with the other ones that come the other ones, other schools and they, I, were, they, were, they were recruiting them you know again all of a sudden I, mean, I really I'm, I really want to be done talking about this topic because to me it's just it, yeah but um, it's all old Mike Tyson word was it's ludicrous and uh, <laughs> I mean it's just to me it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it is what it is, and it's just people still out there that can't let this go. Now it boils down to making money. I don't, initially I said in the beginning I said um, he wanted to Don Lewis wanted to have an all white championship game, not all white championship game, but his all white all white champions against an all black championship. That's not an all black uh, champion teams. You, you got some all stars that are white that make the all star game. Now the majority of them is are uh, black. But it's the fanfare. It's, it's who they like to see. It changed the game. He wants to see the fundamentals. I don't even see if I was if I was playing in that game. I, I won't even play in the game for one. I, I want to know who would play in that game and and does it turn back into if I'm okay. Coaching, it turns back into no. I just go. I can't get the words out right because it's just nonsense. It's just well. Ignorance. Let me let me it's, let me let me say this real quick, Mom. Remember, bring my, some light my, on it. One half, two months ago, we talked about a topic about. Rush Limbaugh buying into the St. Louis Rams. And we both made a, everybody made a statement. You guys say, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play. But, again, I'm going to tell you, like I said then, if a kid wants to play basketball bad enough, they'll play in this league to get that get the dollar bill. Again, I'm throwing it back out there again. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm stating, like I said, you guys said black players wouldn't play for the St. Louis Rams if Rush Limbaugh owned of them. I, I, I'm I saying can... that there are people out there because of society and because of the green, the dollar bill rules, everything about them, they will play on this team or in this league just so they can get the dollar bill. Their beliefs and their core, their core beliefs and their, their um, conscience may eat at them every day, but if they're putting food on their table 
and they're taking care of their family, they're going to do what they have to do to Coach, do it. I just can't Unfortunately, see. that's just how life is. I just can't. We got four minutes till break. We got a call on the line, but I just can't see. Uh, hey. I just can't see somebody playing for Rush Limbaugh. I can't see somebody um, playing against this team. Why give them the satisfaction of, of all? There's no all African American team. What, what, no, it's t- not. But still, tell me if I tell me I could, I don't know if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But tell me where's the there's an all African American team. You look at the NBA's majority now, but there's some guys out there who stand out. Nobody was saying it was Bird and Celtics was was that way. There was a lot of right. teams that way. That's why we got the ABA. That's why we had the Negro League. That's why we got uh, Howard University, Hampton University, Norfolk State. That's why we got colleges like that because we couldn't get into that stuff. We wouldn't. This, these things wasn't started um, because they were started because they wouldn't let us in. Right. Again, I mean, that's, that's why point. you had to have escorts for the kids to go into school in the, in the 60s. This is nonsense, man. We I mean, I think when, I, when, you, when, you think, when you bring that up, I think about the movie Forrest Gump. When Forrest Gump was going to Alabama. <laughs> Right, and he was looking out the door when the black kids, when they had the video, of the black kids going into that University of Alabama. Right, I, I think about that particular scene when you bring that up, and I think it's kind of funny it's, that yeah, we're it's, still dealing with something like that in 2010. Today, we, people just won't let it go. We got Ken right. from Atlanta. Ken, you, you on? Hey, what's going on, Kwame? Hey, what's up, buddy? It's okay. Hey, I can't call. I just you got into my topic there for the day. And I had to jump on the phone and give you a call. Being out here from Atlanta, where. That first circulated from. Right. I had to uh, come on the air and uh, uh, give my uh, point of view well, on that well, situation. What's the vibes going down in Atlanta, man? You you down there and you know it's probably it's probably hotter than it where I'm in Arizona. Coaches in Virginia, uh, it's probably hotter down there. Uh, what we getting? We we can read, we can uh, hear the stories, hear the interviews. But what are uh-huh. you getting down there? What is the vibe? Uh, the vibe down here is pretty much, um, it's kind of mixed. Yeah. I, I mean, i got to be honest, you know, especially being in Atlanta where it's pretty much an all-African-American city, you would think, you know, everybody would be just totally against it. But, you know, there's some people, including African-Americans, that are just saying they don't have a problem with it because, you know, just like the last caller, Tim, was saying, you know, you, you, know, you got guys that's going to say, well, I'm not going to play in it, but guess what? The green is is what talks. If you know, if you got a guy who can't make it in a regular NBA, CBA, and you know, and he has a chance to go make all this kind of money, you know, playing in this league, you don't think he's going to go? He's going to take it. He's going to go play. But in the, in the same sense, you got to look at what the other half is saying. It's going to set us back, and that's not allowing us, especially in today's age, where you got you know our first black African American president. You know, it's going to further distance uh, the races, you know, it's, it's not bringing us together, you know, and I have a problem with this myself personally because you got to go back to the days when African Americans didn't used to be able to play NBA basketball at all. Right. This is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm saying. This, this is what you're looking at, what it's going to go back to, and then you're going to get into a debate of who's better, who's the better players. Are the white players in this league going to be better than the African-American players and, and uh, Caucasian players in the NBA? Well, you know what? I'm a, we got a minute to a break, but let me what, – what are just clarifying is why you got white Germans, you got white um, – you got Scottish, Scotland. You got, a, you got all kinds of white what, – what clarifies white? I, I'll tell you this. There's Germans, there's um, – what, what else we, we got? You got Italians. Hold on, hold on. Who do, we got thirty minutes, thirty seconds. Who declares themselves a white? You just say 
I'm white so I can play in this league. Irish, white, Germans, white, so Scottish, white, born? British, white. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I can tell you why. We got the music playing, but I can tell you why it all boils down to money because the only minorities to get be involved with this have to be owners. If you owners, you dishing out that money out to keep that league going, keep that league going for him, Don Moose Lewis, which means he's generating some um, uh, finance. We come back on in the break. Kwame lots of sports. Sometimes rich show. We got Ken on the line. Ken, if you can stay with us, we we'll see you back on the other end of the break. All right. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Kwame Lasseter Sports. Sometimes we show we got Ken from Atlanta on the line. He's down there. He's feeling the vibe. He. He has mixed feelings. It really doesn't bother him, is what he said in the last segment. But, you know, it takes us back. And, and I want to say, um, where do we go from here? We get the all-white. We separate each other right there. That's separation right there. Why are we dealing with that again? Why are, Why are we, we going to separation again? Are we going back to the um, separate bathrooms, separate water fountains? And it, I, it's not going to ever come to it. That's never going to happen. But that thought, man, not not the thought that it's going to happen that we can we – can, actually take it back that far but the thought that people like uh lewis who's really want to generate money but he's using the uh tension the racial tension to do so to 
yeah. and my opinion. And Ken, you 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 can go ahead and finish up what you were saying. We had to get the break, so yeah. I, I mean, I just hate that it's you know of all places, you know, it's starting here in the south. It ended in the South. Why is it going to start back again in the South? Absolutely. And you know that, you know, the mindset of of not just the African-Americans, but the Caucasians here, too, we're, we're, we're trying to move past what we've been through, okay? And when you talk about an all-Caucasian, you know, league, it, it's not moving us forward as a, as, a, as, a, as a country, as a whole, you know, it, it, not just, as a state, because it's real sensitive here. I mean, you guys don't hear about as much as we hear about it here. It's not just on our radio shows, uh, AM shows, FM shows, morning shows, sports shows. It's in the it's in the sports bars. It's in the restaurants. It's just at, at my workplace. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm from Virginia, and and Rich also, but you know, Rich was just had an incident uh, in a bar. Uh, you know, just. Rich, Rich, you speak on it. I can't tell us about it, but you had an incident in the bar about it was during football season. Oh, you got to refresh my memory, man. I, uh, I kind of... Oh, you must have been doing some other stuff in the bar. No, but no, what I do okay. is when I, when, I, when, I, when I say stuff like that, I speak on it, and I'm, when I'm done, yeah, when you, I'm done you, with you it, I don't draw on that kind of stuff because uh, all it does is bring you down. Well, let me say this, and we got another call on uh, Kenya Simone from Chicago, WGCI. Kenya Simone. But let me, um, let me say this, and we talked about this off air. First of all, uh, you make a great point. This is not so much off the topic, but... We do a lot as United States of America, we, as the country, we do a lot for other people when we have people here. And, Rich, you mentioned something about Haiti. Now, we're going to generate a lot of money to send to Haiti and fix that up. But what happened when the Katrina incident? I, don't answer the question. It's rhetorical. Let me get back to the topic. Kenya Simone, you with us? I'm here. What's going on? How you doing, girl? I'm good. Wait a minute. Hold on. Were you at a daycare? I'm a teacher also, so I'm... I had a, a little issue in the office, but I definitely wasn't in front of the show. My, 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 my listeners don't want to have no kids. You better uh, go in the closet or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Kenya Simone, but here's, here's the topic. Um, an all-white, American-born uh, professional basketball team, and uh, you can't be anything uh, You can't be anything else unless you're an owner. Or, no, yeah, unless you're yeah, not an owner, but a um, you got to put your money into it. That's the only mm-hmm. way you can be involved with it. And we were talking; we got mixed feelings. But it, and me, I personally, I think it takes us back a little bit. It brings up that tension, and and why would a guy do this just to generate money? Because when it's all said and done, I think it is just to generate money. I think so too. But how much money is he honestly going to generate? That that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, it might it might pique an interest of people like, wow, this is something different, or somebody that has that same ideology may be with it, but it's not going to be as entertaining. It's not going to be, um, I don't think you'll see the level of athleticism or the flash or a little pizzazz or swagger that you see now with it being mixed. So I don't think it'll even last very long. But, but I, I also uh, added a few things to this. He said he wants to get back to the fundamentals, but you can't play any sport. I don't care, ping pong, whatever you're doing, you have to have fundamentals to be able to advance from there. You just can't come out and say, I'm a superstar. I got all these shots, these Jordan, these you got to have a base, and your base are your fundamentals. So when we talked about, we talked about the, uh, I'll let you come in in a second. We talked about the Negro League. We wasn't, Mm -hmm. we didn't, the Negro League wasn't, was only created because they wouldn't let us in the majors. 
Exactly. The uh, universities, black universities, were only created because we couldn't get into the harbors. We couldn't get into the schools down south. And if we tried to, we had to have uh, military uh, escorts. The uh, ABA, stuff like that. The mm-hmm. wh- wh- Where are we going with this as far as this... Uh, this layout, it's not even so much about the basketball, it's just the racial tension that he brings back. And you talk about, I'm not, I didn't even bring up the, the Barack being president situation. That is what it is. We finally, it's not that Barack is president, it's just that so many people voted for him to be president that were not all black, African Americans. So, when we now go, let, me, uh, let me ask you all this. What do you think about, you mentioned the black colleges and um, the Negro League Baseball and things like that. Do you think that this might create some good conversation here? Do you think that we still need to have HBCUs? Because now we are able to go to regular universities and we are accepted. Do you think we still need to have those colleges and universities? Or should they be abolished as well? Well, they still have Harvard and Yale. They still have Dartmouth. They still have well, uh, Cornell. Well, we can get into Harvard and Yale. I'm sorry? But no, we can HBCU. attend Harvard and Yale. And you know now. what? They can attend... Howard University, Hampton University, Norfolk State. They can attend those schools, Augusta State. Morehouse. They can attend Morehouse. They can attend these schools. You know, yeah. uh, a white American can go to these black schools for free because they're minority. The same way we can go right. to those schools for Absolutely. free. Absolutely. Okay. They I just have them. You just don't hear about them. You don't hear about them. Exactly. They have them. Coach. Yeah. And a lot of them come in, they, and the head coach recruit to play football. A football players and basketball players. Now, I got a question for everybody on the panel right now. Um, do you think this whole all-American white uh, basketball league would have went over better if we had put developmental somewhere in that phrase. Uh, but it still would have been you know only what? for whites. To say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but to say develop more white, better white basketball players so they can maybe try out make the NFL. I, 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 don't, I don't think they could have, I don't think they could have no. put a spin on it to make right. it okay. any different. I'm, I'm just yeah. Now they're going back to basic question. fundamentals. Right. And, and Kwame, let me jump on this because Kenny made a great point as well. Go ahead. You know, Think about the, the slam dunk championship uh, contest this year. Mm-hmm. Who do you think voted more for all the players that's going to be in that, uh, in that competition? If you break down by race, who actually voted more? What race voted more? And I saw this. Caucasians voted more. I would than say Caucasians, absolutely. I would say Caucasians than they wanna, Asians. They want to see the dunks. They don't want to see no all-Caucasian league that's not going to that's going to be basic, fundamental basketball. It's going to be too boring. That's a reason why it's a don't come to it. There's a reason why you have that flair to it. You, you, don't, you don't spend all that money and take your kids to a don't competition when you're just going up and putting, it over, putting your wrist over the rim and the ball goes through. That's not a don't right. competition. You bring that flair. Yeah. You bring that dramatics with it. No, and, and you make a great point. Nobody's going to watch. After the first time you ever see it, you never, you're going to say to yourself, there's things you've done say, well, I never have to do that again. That was a waste. I, I would never have to watch it after the first time to see what, it's, what, it, what it really brings. What was this really point to bring an all-white basketball league or an all-white don't competition? But, right. I mean, the owners of the WNBA teams are having a hard time getting people in their seats. So you really think people are going to keep supporting and patronizing an all-white basketball league? And I've well, never seen, Kwame, you hit on something very good. Yeah. I've never seen anybody successful in any sport that wasn't fundamentally sound in that sport. Now, you, you get the fundamentals, or as we say, the fundos, and then you take your own pizzazz or your own, you know, you put a little something on it, but you still are fundamentally sound. Right. 
Right, and I, and I don't understand that you got to build from something. Nobody becomes a superstar, and we've said this on the show before. You don't become a superstar overnight. You you may mm-hmm. dream like that. You you may have those goals, but those goals are worked on until you become uh, coach. What you were saying, um, if you could put a spin on it, then you got to ask me. How do you explain a Jason Williams, a guy who has handles like a AI? How do you mm-hmm. explain a, a Dan Marley when Dan Marley jumps out the gym just like yeah. a Michael Jordan? How do you explain these guys? It's just when a white person does it, when a Caucasian does it, it looks like, oh, wow, this guy, this guy's great. This is what we see all the time, like growing up. I don't don't see any, when Jordan jumps out the gym, I I know somebody in my neighborhood jumps out the gym. Mm -hmm. Jordan makes a living doing it. So, so, you know, we get behind this stuff. And, but when I see, it's just, it's just like. You got a guy on your team. We had guys on our team, white guys on our team that can run. We're like, oh, this white boy fast. Now we got a name for him. He's White Lightning. He runs just like he's supposed to run. That's why he's in the league because he can run. Now, when you say uh, this African American guy, this black guy is in the league because he can run, he can run and jump. You, you bring a negative connotative uh, to it. You saying run and jump. That's all they do. Now the white guy does the same thing. Oh, this guy's White Lightning. So if they called you Black Thunder, could you call the white guy White Lightning? Would that be okay? You couldn't call me Black Thunder for real. You can call first of all. You couldn't call me Black Thunder. You can call me Kwame, or you can call me All American or All Pro. That's what you can call me. And you can Google me. You look on. You look on. Cuss on this show, girl. <laughs> hey, hey, Kwame. What's up? Also, this is another point that I don't want to see. I don't want to see it goes back to the old days of the fifties and the sixties where. Like I said before, there weren't no African-American basketball players at that point. So who's to say who's better, who was who greater? You know, was Bob Cousy uh, a better player than um, uh, today's, you know, average African-American point guard? Because there were no African-Americans back there playing against them to say they were great. Right. You know, I have right. a problem with... You know, all 16 titles the Boston Celtics have won. Because guess what? There wasn't that many African-American players back then to really, you know, you know, play that competition, you know, because they wouldn't let them play. Right, and they had, you and, know, what, and what they did was got a, a the tallest uh, black African-American in the game in the center, most aggressive that nobody could guard, and they won championship. Exactly. So I don't want to see us go back to the, well, who's better? This guy in this Caucasian league here is better than this guy over here in the CBA or NBA. You know, if you're the best, the best play on one stage, NBA. If you're the best, Caucasian, white, uh, Hispanic, Italian, German, I don't care who you are, play in the NBA. You make an excellent That's point. the best of the best play. You make an excellent point. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. We're going to come back on the last hour. We hope you guys can stick around because... This is, this is interesting, man. This is interesting. And Rich and I are going to talk about the American Needle, but we're going to have to use the whole segment. Uh, the super producer, Ray, going to have to give us two hours. Kwame Lots of Sports, Sometime Rich Show. We'll be back in two minutes. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lombo Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports as always this is the last segment of the show this is my sexy voice Coach B, Coach B, Rich, don't don't mind, never mind my sex voice. This is not for you, so it must be doing something to you, man. When I, it bothers I talk me. We're like not. We're we talking about some serious stuff here. You <laughs> want to bring on the sex voice? I want to hear that. Hey, welcome to the Quorum Live Sports Sometimes Rich Show. Uh, Kenya Simone, WGCI, Chicago radio personality, uh, school teacher with a lot of noise in the background. Hello. And Ken, <laughs> as always, a lawyer, a great caller, brings so much information, not just on uh, you know, bring both sides of it down in Atlanta. I appreciate you guys calling. But you guys are in Atlanta and Chicago. Y'all pretty much in some uh, black uh, cities. Yeah. Speak exactly. on Atlanta. Speak on Atlanta. You know, when, when you had this issue, and I mean, I, and, I, and I definitely commend you on having an issue like this on the radio. Uh, you know, it, it gets some talk on some stations, you know, kind of here and there, hit and miss. But, you know, to dedicate a full segment to this, you know, it's really awesome. You know, people need to hear this. You know, yeah. see what the public, what, what the buzz is around town, what, how they're feeling. Right, right. And they they call it NBA balls now, street ball. Don't we have a, what's that uh, What's that other basketball league? And one. And, and one. one. They call it NBA talents now, street ball. These guys grew up playing street ball. That's why you take them out of high school in the first round. And the reason why you can't take them out of high school now, because you don't want them to make more money than you. As mm-hmm. uh, the owners. I don't know how many uh, African-American owners there are in the in, in, National Basketball Association, but you can't tell a baseball player you're not going straight out of high school because right. a lot of a lot of baseball players come out and they were white they white guys. Yeah, and, 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 and you should be able to really do. Think it's that? 
Do you really think it's the owners don't really want to put a 17-year-old, give them three or four or five million a year, you know, at 17? Or is it at 17, at 17, you can't handle three or five million dollars a year? That ain't, no, you can't tell that guy at 17. That guy might have grew up in some money. You can't tell him he can't handle three or four million dollars now because he, he, he go if he grew up around that money then he got the right people around him who can handle that money now i'm talking about his talents and i'm talking about where he's from uh why did they stop allowing african-americans i'm sorry guys uh out of high school to go pro how many um how many white americans um uh, out of high school go pro in the nba i i like to know the numbers i don't know the numbers i'm bringing up a, i'm just bringing it up maybe you guys can weigh in on that but at the same time, how many go pro out of high school to baseball? It's just, it's just to me, it's just what it is. And I bring it up as an issue or, or, or as somewhat controversial. But it's in America, this United States of America. Is you can do this, you can do, you can do these type of things. But and it you can does talk. happen in baseball. They get drafted out of high school, Caucasians, and. They sign these big contracts with these big leagues, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and they get that money. But they have a developmental program in baseball, also. They do, but uh, they, and they got and they call it, they call it Argentina. They call it Argentina or Cuba, and they hide these guys since they're twelve or nine years old. But they uh, do. You, know, you, mean, you got players who come out of high school at you know seventeen, seven, eighteen years old with ten million dollars. You know, single A baseball. And they're in camps with them. They don't make some of the guys don't make it to the major league till you know five six years later. But yeah, that's so true. But they, they come get, out. They get a high signing bonus, but they still get paid to. Um, right, they get ten million dollars coming out of high school. Right. Nah, they get ten yeah. million dollars high school, and they develop these guys. And this is the same thing. Let, let me let me quickly say this. People are wondering why the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. It's like the Patriots. They don't have any real superstars, but Peyton Manning. You wonder why this team doesn't win every year. They take time to develop these players like Garcon and let them develop. Not because they can't play, but it takes time to develop. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl because they got players who understand their roles and they've developed. Now, you get a high school guy to go to baseball, I can give you $10 million because I'm going to develop you for three to five years. And right. you're only 17 years old. When you come into the majors, you should have the game down. You should have everything down that I saw in you that wants that $10 million I gave you. And you're 23 years old, you're 22 years old, and I got you for – Fifteen years. Now, for Mike, okay. from being in there, living in Arizona as long as I lived there, being around um, a few baseball guys, I know for a fact them kids that come out of high school, they work. They work three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Right. Almost. They, yeah, I, I noticed that. They put in work. They ain't they getting that money, but they're putting in work. They got mm-hmm. summer ball, spring fall ball, Arizona. spring ball, and winter ball. Arizona, Florida, California. You can do that. And they are uh-huh. playing. Ba- they play baseball year round. They play close, to probably over hundred some games a year. Maybe not, not more. Uh-huh. Okay, so they work Good their butt off. They, they got to be in the at the facilities at six thirty, seven o'clock in the weight room. Uh-huh. You know, in batting practice, pitchers got to be doing their. Th- I mean, it's 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 strenuous for them kids. And then when you think about point. baseball, we don't dominate baseball as a people. You don't. That is white and um, Latinos, people from um, Latin descent, that are predominantly playing baseball. So. I mean, I don't want to say if, if more blacks got into it, it might it might change the game up a little bit. No, baseball has see, changed. You see, you don't see people make a home run and then start doing footwork or doing like a cabbage patch. <laughs> Ricky Henderson <laughs> had some footwork. When they make it home. <laughs> Ricky Henderson had some footwork every time he hit a home run, lead off home run. I tell you this, baseball is five percent uh, minority, and that minority is not African Americans. Exactly. That's exactly. the that's the Asians. That's the Cubans. 
that's the uh, who, who else will be playing? Asians, Cubans, Dominicans, Dominicans <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the Dominicans. Yeah. That's those right. guys and those and those major leagues corporations with their five hundred one c three. They go build a, a baseball diamond in these guys' country and have somebody watch over them, make sure they playing every day. Forget about school. You don't have to go to school. You you uh-huh. you got an arm. You are grooming you for this. You right. fifteen years old throwing eighty miles per hour. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna groom you. You gonna be a, a New York Yankee in about three years, son. But I, I also want you guys look. We got three minutes till closing, and we we we'll get you guys final opinion. But uh, on this on this whole topic, and just in general, what you thought about the, the topics today, I do want you guys to really, really, if you have time next week, to uh, focus on this American needle. I mean, I've, I've done so much research on it, and I'm, and I'm I, I want to talk about it, but I just want to talk about that and, and tie it into you know we talk about the round table, but tie it into what life. American Needle versus the National Football League. This is a real, real crucial topic. You guys do your research on it. I know you will if you call in uh, so you can have some um, some facts about it. But I, I think you guys should check that out. It's, 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 going, it's more so of should the NFL be a separate or a single entity um, in, in the profession, in the business. And, and it's crazy. It is crazy. I'm telling you, if you read up on it. If you want me, I'll send you some information on it, but I want that to be the topic and only that because there's a lot that we need to talk about as far as what the NFL does. I know in 2000, I, I you know I've had Nike contracts in the NFL, and then in 2000, Reebok came in and took over. The NFL allowed that thing, so what they did was bought, um, they broke an antitrust law of them doing their own thing because they think they can. And 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 any and initially uh, a trust anyway a trust centuries ago was a formal contract where a uh, part of um, part of the trust their property to a second party the party then used that benefit for a first party so it was more of a monopoly and I think the NFL is trying to monopolize everything in the league and this was why this is why you have so many issues in the National Football League right now dealing with not just the players now or how they do their business you retired players uh, players that p- played in the sixties. The current players, what they can and cannot get, it, it looks all gravy because you glorify it anyway. That's why the Super Bowl is played two weeks after the last game. These guys are professional. The Super Bowl should be next week. The Pro Bowl should be after that. These guys are professional, but they use this to generate money two weeks to build it up. You go to the Super Bowl, it's a regular game. It's just all the hype that come with it, the fanfare that come with it, the, the, the games they have built up to it, the games they have during that week. So... Uh, we got a minute to close. You guys got anything you want to say about the uh, what was going on today? Quickly, Coach B. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm just you know, again, I just think that you know, you good, but you gonna go ahead. Kind of topics like this, just you know, it, it's kind of, um, it's nonsense. It's not good for society. I think that you know, true. If this is if we're gonna keep taking these steps back, um, then I don't think that you know. I, I think that as a as a society, we need to look forward and not worry about what's going on behind us. And athletes are athletes. There's no color behind. I don't think there's a color behind an athlete. You're an athlete. You're an athlete. I don't coach color. I coach. I coach athletes. And I agree with Ken when he said uh, it should be only one form. Ken. Yes, definitely. I think it should be some type of. If they want to do something like this, make it some type of developmental league and not exclude uh, any type of race to it. Right. Uh, because I mean, right now it's like you already got the USDPL for that already. Right. Okay? Ken Simone. Caucasian. If a Caucasian who can't compete on the NBA level right now. You got the talent to do so later. Go to the USBDL. Okay. okay? Let's start with them. Hold on. We, got a, we only got like two seconds. Can you come on real quick? I agree. Same thing. Because he <laughs> took all my time anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
Hey, I appreciate Ken in Atlanta, Kenya Simone, WGCI, Chicago. Uh, always, Coach B. This is Kwame Lasso Sports, sometimes Rich Show. We be back with some serious, more some serious topics again. We gonna we gonna make fun of it, but we gonna give you the facts. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.